Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your hosts chris schuber floating around producing this thing we're all from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online which is the number one spot for all your sports wagering information they've got it all the nfl and college football of course this weekend but major league baseball tennis golf esports combat sports in-game betting You name it, they have it on a very easy-to-use website that you can check on your desktop or your mobile device. Sign up today. We'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Cal, happy National Guacamole Day and happy National Play-Doh Day to you. Um, Which one of those two things do you think tastes better? Guac. Chris, Chris disagrees. <laughs> are you are you in play doh like, mode I like, yet? I like. Rather be uh, yeah, we are in play doh mode in my house. Yes. You know what? I, I, this is my issue with play doh. It's been around since we were children, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Have they not figured out a way to to like keep it intact better, so that when there, it's played with, there's not a million little particles. That wind up on the ground and harden up. Like, so I feel you like want it should... the you want the gel. The no, I want all the benefits the of play doh, but it doesn't. It doesn't like little pieces fall off. Yeah, it, it you want me. slime. You don't want play doh. You want slime. What's scary about that? All that kind of stuff is it's like it's going to be eaten at some point, right? When you're not paying attention, you least expect it. The dog's going to get some, the baby's going to get some. You might mistake it for guacamole and eat some of that mm, too. You know, don't feel like that's going to be me. <laughs> uh, today's Friday yep. here on the show. In addition to national guac day. And uh, what was the other one? Well, national barber day, national play-doh day, national Play-Doh choose your day, chocolate yeah, day. Excuse me. Okay, I don't have the sh- the, the sheet up, uh, but it also takes on takes day, uh, which means Chris is here to MC all of the hottest takes and opinions from what the past week. Chris, is that our that our strike yeah. zone here? We're working it's with no, it, it's normally the past week. Some people sneak the takes in after takes on takes. Last Friday, they start sneaking takes in, so we've got a lot to get to. We have somebody. And this isn't really a take per se, but I think we need to address this because we haven't addressed it on the show yet. And it it feels like Friday is the only day to address this. And you guys didn't see this because you're not tagged in it. Uh, But but uh, Nate sent in a a tweet, a series of tweets, and he says the betting was one of my favorite things about the show last year. He said, considering the lack of bets made so far, he would like to offer each of the draft dudes a bet. Now, he did this five days ago. Okay. I've not seen this. this now the problem the, the problem is it's kind of it, it's kind of an all for nothing, and I'm out on the bet that he's offered me. But I'll I'll, I'll read it anyway. So for me, he says Sky Moore will have more all purpose yards than Garrett Wilson. 
For Kyle, he has Jody Fortson will have more receiving touchdowns than Mike Jacecki. And then to Joe, he has the Chiefs will have a higher seed in the playoffs than the Bills. So that is what he's offered to the three of us. Now, the terms of the deal are as follows. The bet is a box of built bars each. That's the standard here on Draft Dudes. As a bonus, if he wins all three bets, we have to chip in and throw in a TD and premium sub. The problem is, is I I don't I I I I wouldn't take the bet that he's offering me because I I Garrett Wilson's usage in Week One scares the ever living crap out of me. Well, Sky Moore had I mean he's not a primary piece of that offense. He's but all purpose he's doing the kick and punt returns. That's probably not going to be good for you. And who do I trust more to utilize their their players? Andy Reid or Mike Lafleur? I think I'm out on mine too because Jody Fortson is halfway to Mike Isecki's touchdown total from last year. Right now. Right, I looked at yours too. I looked at all three of these, and I was like, I don't know if we're going to take these. Like, I, I, I he's appreciate trying to the bait effort. Us. Yeah, he's trying to bait us not emotionally. Emotionally, not going to work. I think there's a good chance that he's right about mine. I think the Chiefs have a very good chance of having a higher playoff seed than the Bills. But if that's the case, and the Bills once again have to go to play to Kansas City, like, do you think I want to celebrate my lack of excitement with that by also having to hmm. fork over money for a box of Bill Park? Like, I don't need that. You know what I mean? So that's so. F- Sorry, Nate. That's over three. That's because I, well, I agree. With I, him I would on like that. to figure something out, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a good concept. I, I appreciate the approach. No one's ever done that before. But over three on on what you what you've offered there. We're all cowards on our bets this year. That's not true at all. Like I have, I Joe, Joe, we I have, have like a lot. Th- Wait. I have, I have like four. Okay. Zero. No, you got one no, with I me, Mr. One. Thomas Booker. I've won. <laughs> Thomas Booker. Thomas Booker. Fifty percent of the snaps after week. Eight, eight or something. Nine. It's like, no, it's so specific. It's like week six through 17. It's the most odd thing that we've ever come up with on the show. We'll be following, but closely. that's what happens in the off season. <laughs> that's what happens in the off season for us. Um, okay. So shout out first take of, of the, of the show, uh, Pedro, who's from Brazil first take ever. So shout Welcome. out to Pedro. Yes. Welcome to the show. Good to you have know you. It's hot because he made the cut take. He says he's coming in hot, but humble. We'll let you guys decide. Hot David Bakhtiar. David Bakhtiari plays no more snaps for the Green Bay Packers, and Elgin Jenkins is converted to left tackle when healthy. No more snaps. Ever again. If you're the first time take, it's hot. Wow. What's the path here? Why would that be true? Because he didn't play week one and he didn't. He was hurt all year last year. I'm just that's that's the argument. Is that he has another but setback and his body's going to break down? To think he's never going to step field on the for the Packers again. I, I don't. Agree. I'll sell this take. Yeah, I'll sell this take. I, That's it. You're good. What? 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 I mean, we're going to sit here and say, "Yeah, I think he's never going to no, play again," no. or they're going to trade him. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. There's been a criticism of times if I jump the gun too quickly on moving to, to the next take. Oh. So I just want to make sure Kyle's clearly typing away over there at his keyboard. I it felt like am... there was a thought that was going to well, be finished no, there. So Bakhtiari tore his ACL, suffered other damage to his left knee on December 31st, 2020. Uh, here's an update from the injury report from Thursday, courtesy of Packers Wire. And this is a big leap of faith that my desktop will load this. Um, Please, I'd like, I'd like you to stay in the show. <laughs> no, it's it's a separate computer, so oh, okay, it's not gonna okay. it's not gonna blow my spot up there. Uh, 
Bakhtiari didn't practice on Thursday after being limited on Wednesday. Coach Matt LaFleur said Bakhtiari would be on a day-on-day-off practice schedule, which means he should play on or practice on Friday. And if he does, then he'll be good to go. Um, I'll sell this. I think he actually plays on Sunday. How's that? I have another first-time taker here. Welcome. I, You know, guys, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm just going to call him Roach because that's the last part of his name. When in He's doubt. First-time taker. Pronounce what you can. The Cowboys finish 7-10 and 10 this season. And because of Dak's injury issues, they used their 2023 draft pick to select the best quarterback available who falls to them. They then trade Dak Prescott to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who will be the heir to TB12 in Tampa Bay. And then he adds, I'll let Chris, he refers to me as the king of the pot, appreciate it, Roach, but that's not true. It's the two Mm. guys that are on the show. Kyle and Joe debate the trade return. I know where Kyle just went. I know what he got because I know how he feels about this take, but I will let you guys discuss. The Cowboys finish 7-10. and They take a quarterback. They trade Dak Prescott to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The poop hat is out very early on a Friday. Well, listen, I I think there's a lot of layers to this that makes it unlikely, but I can appreciate a galaxy brain scenario that's not completely ridiculous. Um, Joe, can I I stop you there? Because the the TD and Premium Discord talked this out. It's $89 million of dead cap if they trade him this offseason. That seems. What about if they trade him after June 1st? Um, I I can look that up, but the but I will tell you that the TDM Premium Discord talked about that the that it would be eighty nine million in uh in dead cap, and Roach responded and he quoted Kyle and said the cap is fake, so that was that was a good time. Um, okay, so have it up? Yeah. I, I can look it up if you want me to. So if he's traded, let me get this out of the way so you guys can fully hear me. Uh, if he's traded after June first. It is $18 million in dead cap in 2023 and then an additional $40 million in dead cap in 2024. Uh, But they would save $31. That's not right. No, it is right. $31 million against the cap in 2023. So they would effectively just go half and half and get wrecked in 2024 from a cap perspective. So. Is that a cut or a trade? It's a trade after June 1st. Yeah, but are they going to be able to do that? Low-key, he's he's only under contract through 2024. I think we we probably overlooked that in the spec that they... There's two void years on the end, but... Like he had the whole saga of getting the contract, which was 18 months long, and then he signed it. And like we were like, oh, like... Okay, we'll move on, but he's got three years left on his deal, period. Uh, and this this would hypothetically be with two years left on his contract. I think you're in Kirk Cousins' territory, though, from a financials perspective, where I just think it's that's going to be hard to to push out from Dallas's perspective to justify what you would lose from a cap perspective across a 24-month stretch to do that. Uh, this take from Mitch, and the thing I love so much about this is Mitch on Monday night, 5.47 my time, sends me a take, right? Sends me a take at 5.47 my time. Less than two hours later, sends in another take and says, you know what? Scratch that last one. Here's a better one. So it's changed his submission for the week. So Mitch has this take as the final submission. 
DK Metcalf is the biggest overthink by NFL GMs on draft night in history. What I can respect about the overthink is is if you wanted to say that the the neck injury and he had another one was it a foot or hamstring or something that that was enough to give you some pause about his long term future. Okay, but the skill set was always special. I mean, he was never going to be the Antonio Brown of route running, right? So like that's where I think people got hung up. But there was always a path for him to be dominant on the vertical plane with vertical routes, with slants, all the overs, all that type of stuff. And so from that perspective, yes. But if you want to introduce the injury stuff, then I I can understand why you'd be apprehensive to go all in on him. Dolphins craze has a take. Oh, boy. The Seahawks sneak into the playoffs as the seventh seed in a weak NFC conference. And I will tell you, the TDM Premium Discord had a field day with this one. They were mapping out scenarios and they were, it got wild in there. I don't think that's crazy. Which, by the way, Chris. Yeah, listen, if you're not a member of the TDM Premium Discord, uh, what are you doing? And I know some people, I I got a tweet uh, from somebody who said didn't know what Discord was. Just If you just Google Discord, you will see what it is. It is a platform just like Slack. It is a community that we have built over at TDN. And if you're a premium member, you get access to the TDN Premium Discord where we have happy hour. I got to tell you, I think last night's happy hour was the wild and craziest happy hour we have had since we've started uh, happy hours on Thursdays. We were talking about everything in there in the lead up uh, to Chargers and Chiefs. So we have happy hour. We've got overreaction Mondays where you guys get to listen to us, the entire TDN staff, overreact to all of the things. We talk about everything in there. Um, some dudes pre-show stuff happens in there as well. So there's a lot of great stuff if you're a member of the TDM Premium Discord. So if you're already a member of TDM Premium and you're not signed up for the Discord, just go to your dashboard on the draftnetwork.com. You will see the invite link for you to join the Discord. And if you're not a TDM Premium member, what are you doing? Got all the scouting reports to TDM Premium Discord. Lots of fun stuff coming. So make sure you join uh, TDM Premium um, today. Little Birdie told me we're probably going to be doing an all-22 film study on Discord this afternoon. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to commit. Members. I didn't want to commit to that because I know that no, little birdie, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm doing it. I'm just okay. acknowledging the, that, like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm the birdie. You're the birdie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm the birdie. <laughs> we watching. Though? Never give away your sources, man. <laughs> what was that? Well, if the source is me, like, I'm, I'm not going to burn the bridge with myself, right? Like, right, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to do it because that's a source. For me, I can't yeah. burn Kyle, but Kyle just Correct. went out there and said it. So, okay, fine. What was um, the take? Seattle seventh spot oh. in the NFC. <laughs> Just like I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. Do you don't think this team? defense can't can at least keep them a little competitive? No. So Joe, no, it's a six or seven win team at best. But Joe, hold okay. On. So if they're a seven win team, they get one bounce of the ball. They can't get in at eight and nine. Mm, no, I'm not counting on it. Oh. So Joe, one team's coming out of the NFC East. Right, right. So it's it's not going to be too. I don't anymore. know. Like we, why, why does Seattle have a better chance in Washington? I don't. I don't want to do this because I don't want to do this to our friend Ryan Fowler. But I was going to make a comment that was going to be a little slanderous. What is what does what does Seattle have that's definitively better than Washington? Linebackers. Tight end. Secondary? Washington secondary was not very good on Sunday against the Jacks. Full wide receiver room. 
Nah, no, that's slanderous. My apologies. I mean, the, the interstate rivalry between the Seahawks and Commanders, you know? The running backs <laughs> room? That's a very good joke. Kyle missed that one for yeah, sure. No, no I good. got it. I'm just oh, okay. ignoring it. Kyle misses all, ignores my best jokes. You hate to see it. Take a, take from Schnappy. Schnappy. Crocodiles are superior to alligators. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, is, this is fact. Can you tell me why? Like, I don't know that much about the difference. The snout is all I know, but their behavior, yeah, I, I have no can idea. Can I share a take? If you put both yeah. of them in front of me, I would not be able to tell the difference. I would not be able to tell you which oh, one's an alligator, which one's a crocodile. Oh, you didn't pay any attention in elementary school when you went to the zoo? I, alligators I, I, have alligators have the round snout. Right, crocodiles the only, only thing I have know. the pointy snout. So this is the only difference, and you're mad at me for not knowing this. No, there's, there's also di- there's a size dynamic here, dude. Behavior. It's a big scary. It's a big scary lake creature. It does. They're all the same to me. Run away. That's what you do. What What is the take though? Like that they're better or what? They're, yeah, they're, I, what does superior mean? Because superior in in hunting me down? Because I I don't know. Yeah, alligators are typically freshwater dwelling creatures. Which almost makes them more scary for us, obviously, Look. because they're, they're, there's saltwater crocodiles uh, up to twenty feet long. Twenty, think about a twenty foot long yeah, killing machine. I gotta tell you, somebody posted a uh, a story in the, Snappy did actually. He posted a story about when crocodiles attack, and it has a picture. If you would have t- removed the headline of the story, I would not have been able to tell you that was a crocodile, not an alligator. It's just a big creature. Just look at the shape of the head. Does he give so you any want, more context here? Like, I, what is he clinging to that makes one of these animals more superior? Ha, have it, you ever watched National Geographic? All the time. Okay, you see how they like take down like six hundred pound yeah zebras crazy. and stuff like that. Uh, yes, alligators are most alligators aren't big enough to do that. Okay, crocodiles are better because they can yeah. beat up bigger stuff. Like, like that's and, the and they. If you took the best of a saltwater crocodile, it would beat the tar out of the best yeah. of it. Right. American That's alligator. It. Done. We need more um, no, animal I'm battles. Not say that. No, I'm not going to say it. I don't know where he was going, but uh, yeah, no. Prop, but props props, props to, for. It had to do with mascots, and then I remember and, the Florida Gators existed, but I was like, I'm surprised we don't have more like gator crocodile mascots. Because yeah, you got a big one down there in the SEC country. Yeah, they've got bad. They got bad peripheral God, these vision. These things are horrifying. They're super so cool, are, but they are but terrifying. But so are alligators. Like, like I, 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 that's the thing I want to just cement here. They're both terrifying. Yeah. I think the thing with alligators is like just the way that their faces, like they have like the little natural, like little no, 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 upturned no, smile no, on no, their. No, no. You're not selling me that. Like if you see a good. dopey little one just floating around, it's like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like I don't look Chris, at a saltwater hold- crocodile ever and I'm like, nope. Would you hold a baby crocodile? Would I hold a baby? Yeah, like it's a catch me two foot long. holding any baby animal. So no. Chris, any had, baby animal wait go, go ahead joe go ahead Kyle, i know where this is going go ahead i had a phone call with chris schubert uh bef- earlier today you know what he was doing petting a dog <laughs> not bad he was on his way back he has a friend that asked him to care for his cat today <laughs> really right yeah Cat sitting, Chris Schubert. My, my my best friend is out of town, and he said, "Hey, can you watch the cat?" I've done this before. I don't. I'm surprised it's the first time I've come up on the show. What are we? You guys are in the mix. 
in the mix. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on track with the takes. I have a take. Another Dolphins crazy take. This was a good one. This was a late submission. Submitted, submitted this about 30 minutes before we started recording. Nelson Aguilar's cap hit this season is the worst cap hit in the league. $14.8 million for him is ridiculous. Now, there were some other mentions by the chat that I will uh, I will share that I think could have a... So let's, let us first establish that Nelson Aguilar's salary cap total is horrendous. 14 right. yeah. is his cap yeah. We'll agree. Okay. Who's the other contenders? Chris, Chris I know Ezekiel Elliott was mentioned, but 18. Ezekiel Elliott 2? is going it's a bigger number, but he's going to give you a lot more production in your your offense than what Nelson Aguilar was. Yes, Joe. Joe's, Joe's do you, do you know who has the highest cap hit in the NFL this year? I do. I do. I, I don't. It's Ryan Tannehill. That's not. Thirty-eight point wow. six million. How about Kenny Galladay? Twenty-one point one million. Is he going to catch was, a pass this year? That was the other. Uh, that was the other chat suggestion. Was Kenny Galladay? Sam Darnold eighteen point eight to be what's, what? What's Bud Dupree? That was another. That was another suggestion by the by the community. Who? Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. He's fine. He's How about fine. Sam Darnold at eighteen eight? Yeah. So I just said that one. That one's definitely nineteenth. Sorry, I'm sitting here looking for Nelson Aguilar through here. I think I'm selling this take based on the names that we've mentioned here. Aguilar's the 45th highest cap hit in the NFL. <laughs> Woo. Uh, more Nelson Aguilar's cap hit is bigger than that of Trey Hendrickson. Bad. Buda Baker. Bad. Trent Williams. Bad. Bad. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Bad. Bad. Miles Garrett. Bad. Mm. Uh, Kyler Murray. Daniil Hunter, Zach Martin, Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady, Stephon Diggs. So wait, like back to, to the spirit of this, Ryan Tannehill's at least a starting quarterback for the Titans. I can respect right. that about his cap hit. It's got to be Galladay at 21.1, right? A oh, 1,000%. I would, I would rather Nelson. Or Sam Darnold is a backup quarterback at 18.9. That's not great. How much easier does it get for Galladay's contract moving forward? This is year two, obviously. Um, Okay. They can get out of this after this year. And they will. If they trade (laughs) him. If they cut him. Oh, man. Okay. So if they cut him, it's $14.7 million in dead cap after the season. If they trade him before June 1st, they still take on a $10 million dead cap hit. For Kenny Galladay. Do the Giants get to 2-0? Do they beat Carolina at home in, in New York? The Ben McAdoo revenge game? No. No, they don't. You think Panthers win? I do. Panthers almost won week one, Joe. The yeah, they averaged 7.7 yards per play after the 35-minute mark. Yeah, right, I think that, that's, that. that's definitely what we look at. <laughs> don't worry about the score, too, right? right? Like... Okay, your guys are getting boat race. They went soft on defense. <laughs> Avoid explosive plays. Like context is king. What else you got Kevin. for us, Chris? Let's take from Kevin. My first submitted take in years. Years. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Even though the 2023 quarterback draft class is better than last year's, by December, everyone will be more excited by Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers in the 2024 draft class. I don't think it's going to take to December. Our friend Joe Marino did that earlier this week on the show. Right. He did this yesterday, actually. Movers and Shakers was yesterday. 
24 hours ago we did this conversation. I got problems. I like I'm also se- I'm also selling this. I see the appeal of Quinn Ewers and I see the appeal of Caleb Williams are both exciting talents, but like you have a couple of potential unicorn physical gifts players in this year's class. And I think that that for me cuz think about the guys who had the most success from 2018. It was the two guys who had supreme physical tools, right? Lamar and Josh Allen mm-hmm. are, the, are the quarterbacks from that group. So I think if I look at the skill sets physically of the guys that we have this year, and I think that their physical skill sets of Levis, Richardson, I wouldn't put Bryce or CJ in that discussion, but they're still good quarterback prospects. Um, I would take both of their physical packages over what Caleb Williams offers from a, a stature and athleticism perspective. So I'm sorry. What if we don't, what thing. if we don't get Richardson in this class? Then that'll change it. Yeah. yeah. Because then you've got a unicorn yeah, talent in, in that class. In addition to those guys, we're getting Levis for sure. Right. That's all we know for sure right now. Let's go. Let's take from our good friend Vontel. What up, dude? The NFC South has the worst set of head coaches out of every division. Mm. NFC South might have something to say about that. What is any what is any of the coaches in the NFC South proven in the NFL? Don't, don't. Is it about the NFC South? <laughs> I thought he said NFC West because it was Von Tell. I was very assuming. <laughs> that was bad. We're keeping it, Chris. Was it staying. Keeping. Damn. Yeah, we're keeping. <laughs> we're keeping it. <laughs> you know. Oh, I got to tell you. I got to tell you for the listeners of the program. If Kyle and I didn't smirk, Joe might have gone for a little bit there. Oh, Kyle, yeah. I assume, he, he, he was ready was to full set be like, listen, sh- stop. Hear me out. <laughs> but but I couldn't. I couldn't keep it. I couldn't. I couldn't keep I, Kyle and I looked at each other and it was over at that point. I couldn't. So the take again for those who maybe didn't listen the first time, <laughs> the <laughs> NFC South. That's the worst set of head coaches out of every division. The NFC South, Joseph. I'm trying to think of. Go ahead. Nope. Nobody else is in the conversation, are they? There's like a redeeming coach in every and every division that I go through. I don't know. I was pretty angry at two AFC West coaches last night for the way they called some fourth down conversion. But Andy Reid's there. Right. If you if you identify one cornerstone coach in the division, it's going to be better than what the West has right now, right. or than what the just, South has mm-hmm. right. Joe's got me going now. <laughs> I was just I was just using that as an opportunity to say I hated the way both coaches called the game last night. And it, we could talk about that in just a sec because I have a take on that as well. Um, but we have in the uh, East, AFC Sean McDermott, AFC South, huh? Frank Wright's better than Super Bowl champion. Mike Vrabel was reigning coach of the year. He's yeah, never had a losing season. Coach of like, the year. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that the division's kind of shaky right now, but I don't think it's that's too much of it. Titans low key have one of the best like situational football coaches. Like Vrabel's really good at that. 
dynamic of coaching too. Um, how about the NFC East? Sirianni, Dable, McCarthy's so bad. Say that, but look Rivera. at look at his career record. It's unbelievable. Say what you want. Yeah, play with lead quarterback. I talk about Ron, Dak. Relax. Ron Rivera is two, two-time coach of the year, right? <laughs> Been a Super Bowl, 15-1 team. That's better than the South. Yeah, I think, I think the I think accolades the accolades in the South are the worst. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Like if you think about Bowles, Smith, Rule, and Allen. How many winning seasons do they have combined? Maybe like two and maybe of a combined 10 or 15 seasons? Yeah, it's not great. It's just it, I know Bulls had the 10 and 6 year, right? That was a thing. Yep, he did. He did have that year, yeah. Last good year I think the Jets had. Yeah. Kyle said you had a take on last night's game. Uh yeah, which just would love to hear from everybody. And I know Joe's like the Chargers need to learn how to win football games, right? Because right. it's. But there's also there. I love Justin Herbert. And I think he's probably top six quarterback in the NFL. If you but, were, if you're not sold on Justin Herbert after last night's performance, what he did after getting hurt, super tough. Yeah, but he's thrown four pick sixes in the fourth quarter of his career already. Yeah, and they've lost decision. all four of those games. Yeah, that was a bad So decision. I just think there's, when we discuss Justin Herbert as a player, and again, we like Justin Herbert probably more than the consensus did when he came out. And I love Justin Herbert now. But I just think it's interesting in all of the push for Justin Herbert to be in the top, 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 tippy top tier. Like, I would think that we're at the point where this now needs to be a part of the conversation about who Justin is in some of these close games. That's all. I, I don't really from, hear that. I have a take from last night's game as well. If, if, if we'd like to yeah. talk about yeah. the game more. Yeah. Um, the Thursday Night Football Prime Vision broadcast, the alternative broadcast, on uh, Prime Video last night is the greatest football broadcast in the history of football broadcasts. Joe, did you watch the Prime broadcast? Joe. I just watched the regular video. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Did you see what it was? Yeah, I saw the afterwards. I wasn't on Twitter during the game. I, I got to be honest with you. I suck at like following Twitter and watching a football game. I'm I got to tell you. Either one or the other, right? It's right. my like fault. I, you know what? It's my bad because I messaged Kyle and I said, "Hey, are you watching the Prime ver- Vision?" And I didn't. I didn't text you. That's my bad. That's that's my fault. Thank I you for taking ownership. Yeah. So because I saw everybody talking about it this morning. It's amazing, dude. It is. It is going to make those boring Thursday night games fun because you can see who's on the field. You can see the all twenty-two live. It's uh, it's amazing. Would you? Okay, so let me ask you this: Would you watch your own team? Yes. Like. Because oh, I would, I, I love the Peyton and Eli thing, but I would never watch the Bills. Like I would just want to watch the game. Well, my team well, doesn't I, play on Thursday this year. I don't think. There's Who? less. There's less. The challenge with the the Peyton and Eli is that they are so entertaining with talking about the mechanics of playing football games that like it almost becomes a distraction from the game mm-hmm. itself, mm-hmm. right? 
I would argue that the Prime Vision accentuates the action because it gives you the all 22 look. It gives you the player trackers and tracks what route concepts that they're running on any given play. And it's still the and it's still the broadcast. It was and still, still Michael's and Herb Street. So you you don't lose that. It's not like yeah, you're watching it's just, just a different noise. visual cue. Right. And you see the win probabilities, you see the fourth down decision chart. There's they, a, that whole right hand column needs it, to go. They away. could they could that shrink that away. a little bit and give me more video a little bit? space. How about by a hundred percent? All right, but then then that's not really prime vision. You gotta have some sort of statistics. You take the bottom ticker. Okay, that's fine. I thought it was excellent. I had a great time. I, I watched the entire second half that way, and I had a blast. I wish I would have done it for the whole game. It this, would be a lot of if fun. If this does not create momentum for how everybody else covers football games, I will be devastated because it is a, a totally refreshed, new techni- technology-based way to present the game of football and consume it live. And it's like, if Amazon can do it for Thursday Night Football, like the technology exists, there's no reason why everybody else shouldn't aspire to do those kinds of things. And if that means that Jeff Bezos just needs to buy all the broadcasting rights for every NFL game, he then can. like Jeff, take, take my money. Like you don't need it, but I'll make a donation for you to do it. So we get this with every NFL game, buy all the college broadcast well, rights too. I don't care. What would be great is if he just, if, if Amazon just partnered with NFL plus and licensed the technology. Oh and yeah. Then, and then, and then you just did it that way, right? I mean, the NFL Plus is going to have all the games. It's going to have all the broadcasts. You just license the the technology to NFL Plus, and you just go. Maybe that's what they were talking about last night. They were talking. Oh, they were talking. They were talking. I, I, I made a comment. They I'm were like, talking it's, about it's, talking. I'm like, it's funny to watch the most powerful man in the world and Jeff Bezos have a conversation on national TV. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a great time. <laughs> did you tweet that? I didn't. I, I, I oh, that would have been good for you. Yeah, you got you to send that out. Hmm. Do we want more takes, or are we are we done? Is it is it the weekend? Are we closing the? Oh, uh, one more. I've one got more. one more. It's just one from Tell. If Corderell Patterson was used correctly, mainly a running back with litter wide receiver play from the start of his career, he would have the same status as Alvin Kamara. Was anybody thinking about playing him as a running back until it happened, though? What was his role in college? Right, he was strictly a wide receiver in college, correct? Yeah, it's wide a gadgety, right? Kick returner, like get the ball in his hands. He can do special things. Wasn't he was that like kind of what his role he was, is now? He was big Tavon Austin. Yeah, it's a good take. Whoa, whoa! Don't disrespect Tavon Austin like that. Nobody. That, that's He's that's not, not disrespectful Patterson. to Tavon. And I love Tavon. If you set me up with a Madden franchise, guess what? I'm using. Tavon Austin is my wide Buffalo receiver Bills five. practice squad receiver, Tavon Austin. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's 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 all she wrote. That's it. Closing the door. All Enjoy week three of college Closing football and week two of NFL action. That's right. We will be back on Monday uh, to take the journey with you guys through whatever happens this weekend. So make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. Kyle Krabs, Joe Mario, Chris Schubert. Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. And reminder, draft is going to be a little bit different of an experience starting next Monday. We're excited to roll all that kind of stuff out for you, kind of get into some daily segments that you can expect on every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, respectively. A um, little bit longer shows. It's going to be good stuff, so hit subscribe, follow along. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. 
Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.